0: OK, this I know this is only our first interview of 2022, Here but it's comes. the best interview
1: of 2022. That's what she was going to say. I knew it. And I'm inclined to agree. She was OK. She is so fun to talk to. And I'm really excited to see what her future endeavors are going to be. Yes. Like,
0: yes. Like so the, we are talking to Juliette Valle, who is an opera singer. So our first opera singer. Yes. But also musical theater student. Um she did her first professional show when she was ten, um, and just like all around sweetest person ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean truly, it was it was one of those interviews that I don't know about you, Leah. Like every interview is good, but there's just some that kind of energize you after like talking to them, and you're like in a really good mood. That's yeah. how I feel about this one, and that's that's a rarity. I feel like so I'm really happy she came on.
0: Yep. So without further ado, we'll let you listen to the interview. I'm Leah. I'm Ann, And this is Shiwa
1: Rakio. Where are they getting a dub in a CPS executive <laughs> meeting? No. no. Bitch, don't touch my thermostat. <laughs> the ghost be like, pull up before I haul you. Let me turn down the thermostat. Please is man? <laughs> We're on page one, guys. <laughs> this is Shiwa
0: Alright, we are joined tonight by the wonderful, amazingly multi-talented Juliette Vaye. Thank you so much Hi. for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and when I was doing my research, you have quite the resume. You are you are the 2020 Miss 2020, 2021 Miss South Florida Fair. But you also were named Best Actress Under 25 in Miami by Broadway World in 2015. So uh, that's like the, the longest list of awards that any of our guests have had. So
1: <laughs> congratulations. It's <Wow. laughs> like, wow, what an introduction. It's a very oh. prestigious title here at She yes. Will Rock You that we just invented.
0: Yeah. I love it's, it. it. It's amazing what you have accomplished. in. Thank you. That's you so sweet. You said you're only 20?
2: Yeah, I turned 20 in June. Wow. I feel yeah. old and unaccomplished. <laughs> you look very young and you are very accomplished. You have your own podcast. Thank you. Um,
0: so I guess to start, tell
2: us a little bit about yourself and how you got into performing. So um, I got into performing at age eight. Well, oddly enough, the beginning of like, I guess you could call my performing. I didn't talk till I was three, like at all. I made it for last time. You guys will see in a second. But um, I started doing dance talent shows uh, at like dance summer camp. And eventually I think the people like there, the counselors realized I was kind of loud and you know, had a personality despite not talking very much. So they decided to put me in shows. And um, from there, I just developed a love of performing. I started taking voice lessons at eight years old. And from there, I became very serious about voice, doing a lot of theatrical productions. I was in my first professional production at 10 years old. And by the time I was 13, I was studying opera. And at 14, I began working with the Florida Grand Opera, and they were kind enough to give me free lessons, um, take me under their wings. So I'm very lucky that I got all that, you know, all those opportunities at such a young age. And then I joined the University of Miami at 18 years old, so in 2019, and I began studying musical theater, and I did that for a year and a half but now I no longer study musical theater. I'm studying classical vocal performance and political science, um, but I still participate in a lot of productions, and I released an album recently. So, throughout my whole life, I would say performing has been my biggest passion, and that's probably the main thing about myself that I identify with most, is being a vocalist, is being a musician, and, you know, something I'm just really happy I've gotten to do my whole life. What drew you to opera? Because it's not a typical, like, 13 year old activity <laughs> it's really not and when i first heard i was actually so upset i i, I don't i wouldn't say it through a temper tantrum but i was definitely not happy because it was actually my first lesson with the vocal coach that i had at the time and she actually helped me produce my album so she's still in my life um, or helped me make my album but um so you know the musical wicked we talked about musical theater a little bit before so i know you ladies know it mm-hmm. i wanted to be elphaba obviously Didn't we all Don't don't we still all? And then you found
1: your high soprano friend. You're like, you're my (laughs) Galinda. Yeah.
2: And I thought I was alpha because I thought I'd be like edgy and different. And then she tells me, oh, but you're like a Galinda, like through and through. Like your voice is completely soprano. You should try opera. And of course, you know, like you said, it's not a typical 13-year-old thing. I was like, "Um, I don't want to do that. But she told me to give it a go. And um, I ended up joining... The um frost school of music where i go now um a summer camp in high school and they put me in the opera program as well because they said you know you could do musical theater but we really think you should just dive into this it's like an untapped thing just give it a try and so i did and the more i tried and the more i got used to singing in a foreign language and you know singing pieces that are sometimes over 300 years old um the more i fell in love with it and now it's a really big passion of mine in truth i wouldn't say i want to be a professional opera singer only because I feel like I still love musical theater. Like that's what I grew up listening to. It's what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love singing classical music. And I think that the classical training has been good for me. And I do perform opera when I do you know, um, competitions through Miss Florida. It's just something I enjoy doing. But yeah, it's definitely not typical. People are pretty often surprised by that choice.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, though, because it shows range, Mm because for those who don't know, theater singing and opera singing are very two different Mm -hmm. skills and styles and different ways of like producing that sound. So that's really just awesome how you can adapt between the two.
2: Thank you. And that's what was hard about the album, too, is that a lot of it was like pop. Some of it was jazz. One of them was theater. One of them was opera. One of them was an Irish folk song because my mom is Irish and she wanted it on there. I love that. And, and and actually ended up being one of my favorite songs to record. Initially, I was kind of like, I don't really know if I can handle that style, but it was a lot of fun. I did one big band one, so a lot of different styles. But I feel like that's what I like about it is flexibility. But you're totally right. I think that theater singers, though, are like are just the theater kids in general are just trained to be flexible and adaptable. Yeah. Um, I'm a proud I'm a proud theater kid. I feel like people can tell from my personality that I grew up doing theater.
0: <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: When you said the die reference, when you heard my last name how it's pronounced, I was like, oh, this girl gets it. They easily get it.
0: Uh, I actually got engaged at Wicked, so very no familiar way. with that. show. yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. When did what did your your um partner propose? It was
0: 11-11-11. Oh my gosh. Which I found the playbill the other day when we were moving. Did back you really? I have the playbill and the tickets. I'm gonna frame it and put it in our uh, house.
1: I still have my Wicked. I, I actually just found my Wicked um, ticket from West End when I was nice. cleaning out my desk at my
2: office. Oh, so you ladies really have been around the world doing theater. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> we wanted one for we, we, we the West End, theater.
2: and we one don't. got engaged. Did they he propose did. at like intermission or
1: after the show? Or it was like
0: after the show because he wanted to be at eleven eleven on eleven
1: eleven eleven. Oh, we, I see. He Aww. like
0: stalled me, and our friends went with us, and they stalled us in the lobby. And I was like, guys, I'm just really tired because we we left Virginia that morning and got there. So I was like really exhausted. And they're like, no, just just read this plaque. And I'm like, I don't want read to read the plaque. this plaque. And then I turned around, and he proposed. I was like, what? okay what
2: oh my <laughs> gosh that i i was wondering if he did it like during defying gravity or something and like oh, sh- oh, i'm but, like, threw the ring into the audience i don't know it c- could happen i mean that's the way i <laughs> want to be supposed to so whoever he's not <laughs> that anyway. dramatic he should have
1: had alphabet when she when uh, she was going up just like hold the ring in her hand instead of the broomstick and yeah like, yeah. Will you leave not... yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and then uh. zach comes out as fiero I'm just saying. The people oh. in the lobby were enough in an audience for that moment. So <laughs> I know. Gonna... I
2: feel like I could never with like just like like sometimes like I, I feel like everybody gets like a little bit of social anxiety or social awkwardness. I would almost be like embarrassed in, in the lobby, <laughs> but I'd also be living for every moment because yes. getting proposed to at the theater is the most adorable thing I've ever heard.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, going back to your album, what made you want to choose a holiday album as your first album? Because it's not usually a typical first foray into
2: recording yeah no it's really not um i love christmas music though like i am that girl that makes like loving christmas a personality trait um like literally (laughs) i'm blasting christmas music in september so it really is one of my favorite genres of music and Part of what I do, um, so I work for organ donation charities, I'm an ambassador for Donate Life America, an ambassador for the National Kidney Foundation, and my dad is a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor, and my mom is a transplant nurse. And so I decided I wanted to make an album that I could donate 100% of the proceeds to organ donation charities, because I really wanted a creative way to approach that. And I thought, well, why not use you know my ability to sing? And of course, my parents are so Un- unbelievably supportive and really both of them had such a you know like a hands-on um, effort in this but my dad had always wanted me to make an album and he knew i always loved christmas music so he really was the catalyst for saying let's do this and so i chose christmas not only because i love it but because when you think about it if you're trying to produce money each year with a genre that doesn't go out of style you're going to pick christmas because every year it can be re- re-promoted every year it's not going to get tired it you know we listen to christmas classics like from being Crosby to Mariah Carey, and we just, it's a time of year that we relish in. So for that reason, I wanted to choose that. Um, But not only that, really the idea of giving the gift of life is what organ donation is about. And that was my main focus here. And so initially I wanted to make it about a giving season. That was the initial title of the album was the giving season, because I thought, what greater gift to give than the gift of life, right? And so the title changed. I eventually made it Joyfully Juliet Vi, which, you know, had to throw my name in the album title, I guess, Subtle Flex whatever you want to call it <laughs> um but i really it just I, it seems like that people are like you put your own name in your album i'm like well i, I didn't mean it like that I, I just wanted it to go together but yeah um you know i just thought it would be a perfect way to um highlight that so those three main factors were the real reason and i just also love christmas uh, we were considering uh, adding a bonus track all i want for christmas is you my mom thought it would be a good idea but i was like humbly i cannot handle mariah like any other artist but i will not do her i, I just won't do it good idea though but i'm not covering it I love that's it. fair
0: that's yeah, fair it's not to, fair. not to touch that one yeah um i i love the album i was listening to it today which felt very weird like a month after christmas at this i know point but I I was I was I added some to my Christmas playlist that I you know have had for years and grow on Spotify and I was like these are these are some timeless Christmas
2: songs I I really enjoy the album in 11 months you have to be blasting it like everywhere you go absolutely okay thank you it'll be my
0: putting up my tree soundtrack oh amazing um what was your favorite part
2: of creating this album picking out the arrangements that I wanted to use for each song was going to be my favorite part because like you guys mentioned you guys clearly have a knowledge of music and how versatile it could be but a lot of Christmas music it's it's repetitive in nature and I Mm -hmm. wanted to make this album for lack of a better term as eclectic as possible because my music taste could not be more all over the place. It just really is. And so I wanted to choose every song that I had based off an arrangement I really liked. And actually the team I had of producers, I worked with Vanquish Studios and they were just the best and just the most world class musicians. They played all the music themselves. So of course, things were going to change, but we had very specific ideas in mind. So for example, the first single I released a full year before the album came out, like 11 months before because of COVID, there was delays and we could only record one single by 2020. But I chose Winter Wonderland by Aretha Franklin, who I didn't even know sung that song. Maybe if people really love her, really know their vintage Christmas music, they knew that, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. I really knew Johnny Mathis and that's probably about it, who sang that song. And I loved hers because it was very jazzy, very 1960s pop. And I thought, what an interesting cover. I'd really like to do that. So then, from then on, I decided I wanna make every single cover I choose really unique. I ended up choosing a lot of um, two Josh Groban influences for What Child Is This, Angels We Have Heard on High. I love Josh Groban. Again, probably musical theater fans, you know him. Um, I chose Kelly Clarkson, My Favorite Things, which is a traditional musical theater song. I loved her arrangement of it because it's really the only person I've heard that's done it on a Christmas album. Um, The opera song, I wanted to have an opera song on there, Ave Ave Maria, Cavallari, Rusticana, it's a lesser known version of Ave Maria, but it's a classic song, people love Ave Maria, but I wanted to pick one that was lesser known, at least to most people, so I chose that. And again, the Irish folk song, that was my one duet on the album. I thought it was such a great song by the Pogues. My parents introduced me to it and I just thought it was, you know, you really hear an Irish Christmas song, at least I haven't. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make it both classics um, and, you know, rarer ones, like I begin with White Christmas. There's nothing more traditional than that, but I end with that duet. So from beginning to end, I wanted it to be like, you know, a taste of Christmas in so many different genres. That was really the goal. So that was probably my favorite part.
1: That's great. I love. Thank the, you. I love the diversity of it. Thank you. Yeah, that was the goal.
2: I love that.
0: So, looking ahead at at this year for 2022, what are your plans? Do you
2: have more music, more shows planned? What you got Yeah, you? absolutely. So, I'm still studying um, in college. You know, music and getting through that. Um, I just found out that I might be graduating early next semester. So, um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it it should be fun. You know, I don't want to leave, I don't want to rush my time at UM because it's been so great, but um, focusing on that and getting through the music program because it really is very rigorous and so I'm fortunate to be a part of it, but um, I I, I don't want it to be rushed. So um, I was thinking about doing another album, although I would really love to do original music. I have a vocal coach, her name is Beth Cohen. She's toured with Pink Floyd, toured with the Bee Gees. She's just really phenomenal, toured with Boston. So she wants to help me write some original music, and I'm thinking about that because although I'd love to add additional tracks to my Christmas album, I do really want to go beyond that holiday genre and see what else I can create. And also, too, what I realized about promoting an album is Christmas music is really lovable, but it's hard to market songs that have already been released by other artists. It's way harder. If you have your own original stuff, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more of your own label, a lot more of your own brand. And so that's something I'm looking forward to. That's gonna be a unique challenge, especially for me. Um, I'll have said it many times and I'll say it again, I'm theatrical, I'm operatic, I'm not a pop singer. That's not my personal style, but trying to figure out how to get in the recording studio and have an appropriate cadence and volume and approach to that music. That's something I'm really excited for and focusing on. And of course, um, I just gave up my title as um, Miss South Florida Fair, as you mentioned, um, this past Saturday, and it was extended by two years because of COVID. So I'm probably going to compete for another title again, Of uh, fingers crossed. I, I, I get a good one, I'm not sure yet. And I'll probably recompete for um, Miss Florida and perform my talent there and hopefully be able to promote the album and my organization for organ donation on a bigger scale
0: that's that's some crazy big plans for this
2: year yeah it's a big yes. plans so i was thinking what do i have planned for 2022 and now that i said it out loud i'm like oh i better better get that done but yeah it'll the year will pass by quickly i mean 2021 was just like over in an instant in my opinion
0: yes it really was yeah well i'm excited to watch i followed you on instagram so i'm gonna I'll, thank you i'll follow you I'll back be watching or... as as you go about these yes but before i throw it to Beth Ann for our lightning round questions where oh, can people gosh. find you online
2: Yeah, so you can find me on on YouTube um, under Juliet Valle, it's just my name, um, on Instagram at the official Juliet Valle. I know the official Juliet Valle, it sounds so pretentious because I don't really think that there's like many people trying to pretend to be me, but I just wanted something that (laughs) sounded like a, like, like, You know not i don't know people are like you call yourself the official juliet vi i'm like yes but i just i wanted a name out there that didn't seem like my personal instagram that was professional um so quick disclaimer about that that. in case any of you looked me up and you were like wow this girl loves herself no I (laughs) i just i just wanted to have a professional name um and then on Facebook, it's just Juliet Vie And on Spotify and iTunes, um, it's Juliet Vie On TikTok, um, it's wildly embarrassing. So if you want to look me up there to see how not on trend I am, you can find me at Juliet V23. And I think that's pretty much it. I, do, I really don't use Twitter very much, so don't look me up there. But
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. awesome. Sorry, I was looking up your official handle of Juliet Vie. Yeah, it's not the actual. It's not the real. It's the official. It's the official. That's right. I'm gonna have to that's look right. I'll have to look that up after this interview. You guys gotta make sure my aesthetic is on point. I know you guys at like Hey, I'll give you full critique. <laughs>
2: nope i am sure it's about, great though it's great but the thing about me is that i would really appreciate that like i would love if you dm me and we're like hey it's been four months since we've talked but i finally got around to looking at your instagram <laughs> and here's three main things that are wrong with it i'd appreciate that because i personally <laughs> like, i just post a lot about my dogs and you know sometimes you already have
1: the correct aesthetic let me tell yeah, you that's beth ann's that's, that's my account i post pictures of food i made then my dogs, and then occasionally a selfie, and that's all you're getting out of me. No, but that, that's, thats great. It. I mean, I love that. Same here. Maybe an inspirational quote or two, though, because you got to throw it up on the ground, make sure yeah. that people feel motivated. Exactly. <laughs> all right, first question in the lightning round. Question. Hmm. I needed to make sure I knew how to. So, did it. you okay. lose your questions? <laughs> I well, I I'm switching questions around because I'm going to start with a different one. Um Who would make? a better opera singer? Oh and if you have if you have supporting arguments, I am willing to hear it, but who would make a better <laughs> opera singer, a dog or a cat? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um, I'm gonna have to say dogs, um, uh, particularly mine, because there's no higher pitched or louder animals in the entire universe. Um, and they really just howl with a lot of power. And I think you need that breath support and that volume. Because opera singers, they don't sing with a mic that's traditionally how they they operate so you have to be loud and you have to have projection and again dogs many as many of you know can bark for a very long time and operas are often very long i'm sure cats would be lovely to look at on stage probably more aesthetically pleasing but when it comes to opera it's about the voice not about the
1: look so i'm gonna have to give it to the dogs that's that is a beautifully answered question follow-up question do you think cats would be more well suited in jazz (laughs) <laughs> because of their soft meows, meows. You know what? Rhythmic Honestly, meows yes, because almost.
2: yes, because jazz is more about like scatting and more about like the like a little bit of wordplay, a little bit of volume play. It's Scat- not constantly acting. being loud. Yes, saying th- that was a very good play on words. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say they would make better better jazz singers. I think that's actually a very valid argument. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I think that's good. Dogs is opera, cats is jazz. And I'm not sure who would
1: be better at pop. I don't think either. Um, Probably, I'm going to I'm gonna say pigs. I'm feeling a strong pig energy for pop. I was thinking I really pigs, like,
0: but OK.
2: I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> a carrots. unique one. I'm going to spend way more time thinking about this than I should. Like on the night I have a huge test. <gasps> instead of thinking about that, I'm going to think about what pop song would best suit a pig. Yes, and yes. Um, that's going to be what I'm focusing on this year.
1: Good. I, is, I, I would it. love to hear the follow up of that. Please, oh, please, okay, you, I know, you know, I'll send you an essay. One day at 3 a.m., you'll be like, "Who is this in my Instagram DM request?" And you're oh, like, "Oh, you why is she sending me an essay?" Yeah. Oh no, I would love to hear it. Okay, this is a—if you go for your master's, I'm just saying, this is dissertation material. You it's your may, thesis. You may borrow it from me. I am happy to just <laughs> have a small, lowly credit at the bottom of it. But no. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. What was the last song you listened to on Spotify?
2: Oh, okay. Let me look that up. Hold on one second.
1: Um... Okay. Now my
2: Spotify is going to take forever to look. Oh, it's called Make His Pockets Hurt by Little Kayla. Mm. Make His Pockets Hurt. <laughs> I was just playing it out loud. Mm. My friends and I love that anthem, um, you know, because why not? It's a great message. I know you two are not expecting <laughs> that. It's not. It's a song I would I probably love listen
0: it, I'm gonna I look mean, it up after we hang up
2: for sure. Oh, and also yes. one before that, which I love, is Homage by Mild High Club. Um, it's not Mile High Club, it's
1: Mild High Club. Don't get it twisted. I feel like a- I just I think they just showed up on my Discover Weekly the other day when I was at the gym. Mm-hmm, it's really good. And
2: then I'll give you um I'll give you one more. Oh, um Paranoid by Black Sabbath. That's an eclectic Excellent. list. Excellent. That is a great
1: list. Excellent choice. <laughs>
2: From make his pockets hurt to Ozzy Osbourne. It's, it's, it's a Monday. So there you go. And that's what I, love it. For it.
1: I love it. What is your go-to coffee order?
2: Oh, okay. I get, um, a, um, a grande cold brew with, um, non-sweet cold foam. And mm. recently I started adding a little bit of cinnamon powder on top, which sounds gross, but oddly enough, it's really great. And it just makes it like So aesthetically pleasing like definitely instagram story worthy coffee that
1: sounds Sounds absolutely delicious
2: and i just like my coffee really plain and i like it strong and i drink coffee like four cups a day it's like almost bad but i love my coffee i'm very particular about how i get it it.
1: if i do a cold brew i just ask for like a teeny bit of sweetness just a smidge because i don't like things that are super sweet so but Mm -hmm. like a cinnamon that's a good hack because it almost feels like you have sweetness in it
2: exactly like it's not sweet because again like if i like had any sweet coffee in the morning I feel like it it would make me like not feel like maybe like nauseous I don't know I mean I don't want to like get too into it like um but I don't know it's a lot
0: first thing in the morning
2: yeah I mean for for some like for for me it just would be but I love like I get what you're totally saying like the cold brew is like a lot to take but for me it's almost like water at this point I've just drank so much coffee the cinnamon (laughs) is so good um it really makes you feel like you're indulging even if you're not fun fact. Hmm. Good to know. I'm adding that to
1: my next Starbucks order for sure.
2: Yeah, and I'm a cinnamon girl, like I really am. I love cinnamon. You can
1: just put it on anything and I will absolutely love it. It's like a personality trait at this point. I love it. Absolutely love <laughs> it. The last question, and I may now know where you're going. I'm mm. taking bets on what hmm. the answer is going to be. I think we're the same same I think we're on like the here. same same path. So this is our <laughs> quintessential You question. Okay. And it, it almost is like a personality test, like right. like a Myers Briggs, except it's way more simpler. So, okay. anyway, um, the question <laughs> is: If you were a cereal, which would oh. you be and why?
2: Oh, that's a good one, and I'm—I don't even say that sarcastically. That is so good. Oh no, I gotta think of this. All right, well, I'm gonna—I'm th- gonna really come up with a good one on the fly. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Fruity Pebbles now yes i am very colorful i'm a very colorful person um and i really couldn't decide on one color even if i tried like every outfit of mine has to be like all colors of the rainbow or nothing um and i feel like it's like you know not necessarily the most popular cereal i mean you're not thinking like she's no cinnamon toast crunch she's no lucky charms but she's good she's a good one and you know what she's what she's in your cereal bowl she's there for you she's offering a good time it's getting really deep i'm sorry i'm like gonna start crying no no no. see uh, i told you this is
1: a meyer briggs level question
2: and and then too you know but fruity pebbles are not like in your face like big and chunky cereals like you know there's like cookies crisp and then they're totally obnoxious because it's just like huge i'm going back to my childhood yes, yes. remembering all the cereals or like cat and Crunch. Like everyone loves Cap'n Crunch. just they're, they're like the popular girls but fruity pebbles they're elegant they're small they're 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 not like shouting in your face particularly with from what i can remember the flavor it's not too overbearing and yet it's just right it's subtle and yet it's very colorful and vibrant thank you i love it
1: that excellent i love that thank you for coming to Juliet's ted talk
2: yes (laughs) it got really emotional i was like oh i love it
1: no the biggest takeaway (laughs) is that Captain crunch and cookie Chris, If that's your favorite cereal (laughs) then you are full of yourself (laughs) it (laughs) said sound on tiktok you pretentious fuck. Yes, <laughs> yes. Certainly. You dumb hipster. But wait, now I wanna know.
2: Now I wanna know what you guys' is favorite or what if you were a cereal, what would you be? I have to know.
1: We've answered this question before. And I think mine has changed since we last discussed. Mm. Maybe yeah, not that much though. So. Stole Christmas crunch from me, so I had to come up with a better answer. Our, our first answer was the Captain Crunch Christmas cereal, like a very specific Like Mm -hmm. I only get that one around Christmas time.
2: Sorry for Captain
1: Crunchlander. That that was. Oh no no! I am a pretentious fuck, and I've known him (laughs) my entire life. But like, (laughs) you know. But you know, lately, like I have been eating more cereal as I've gotten older. I don't know if that's a thing, but lately it's been Honey Bunches of Oats with almond, Mm. and I think it's because it's got a little bit of variety. It's got yeah. the flakes, both a regular flake and a wheat flake, depending on your day, and then it's got granola because you need a little nut kick to it, and then you yeah, got almond, because you just need a little bit more nuts than you think you needed. Yes, so that's where I, I would agree. Right and, and also the
2: essence really of that cereal too—it actually is just very fragrant, almost. It's like not a typical cereal. It's like a very I, much an artisanal. I, it's a, it's a, it's a culinary experience, if you will.
1: I and also it's a cereal you can eat without milk. Like I haven't eaten cereal yeah. forever, but in high school I used that to love it. The true identity of a cereal. Can you eat it without milk? Cause if you need milk for a cereal, then that's not a good cereal. Yeah, and it really is. not like, you know, like,
2: I, I mean, I know a lot of people out here enjoy it, but I remember it as a kid, the special K with red berries, like I people, hate would, that people would be <laughs> oh, munching yeah. on it and I'd be like, girl, you need to douse that in milk right now. That is unsavory <laughs> and unpalatable. The strawberries I just are don't so trust bitter. Them.
0: Yeah. Okay, I need to know what yours is now, though, Leah. Uh, mine is frosted shredded wheat because, like, it looks oh, like it's but- going to be healthy and crunchy and kind of hard at first. And, like, it's not going to go over well. But when you start eating it, like, they're kind of soft and
1: sweet. I forgot okay, your, honestly? Uh, your answer for that. And that is Leah to a T. She no, scares I mean, every single person she meets. I do. It's,
2: so is that basically mini-wheats? Is that, like, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That- Well, that's actually a superior cereal, so it I would is. have to agree with you um what cereal did you think I was gonna say cinnamon Cinnamon toast crunch crunch. no you see you might think that but no because I am not basic and someone that came on here and said that they are no
1: kidding (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many people have said that I love it Um, it.
2: yeah no I I I will admit it's a very good cereal but I'm sticking with my choice I'm I'm happy you can't
1: judge a cinnamon girl by the cover
2: Yes. That's oh, oh that's why you guys Oh, I guess I'm trading my own brand Okay, but that's fake cinnamon We're talking about the authentic, <laughs> authentic Straight out of the spice can cinnamon Again, an artisanal culinary experience wow. That's
1: right. Oh my god, my dogs are singing opera I hear them <laughs> oh. oh my god Sing the Op 62 again
0: <laughs> And on that note, thank you so much for coming This has been like truly one of the most fun interviews I think we've ever done Yes,
1: I agree to that
2: yeah you ladies are so much fun to talk to i had such a good time and i'm gonna keep up with all your stuff and you know if i ever win miss florida do another album please invite me back
1: again yes
2: welcome back anytime you are
1: on the re welcome back list thank you for listening you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts if you like this show special thanks to death of Fawn for our intro riff you can visit our website at shewillrockyou.com there you'll find links to our social the show notes and a place where you can contact us other than that don't do drugs